Chapter Three of Prisoner of the Mill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Schmidt. Prisoner of the Mill by Harry Hazelton. Chapter Three The Proposal, The Interruption, The Indian, The Rescue the wounded man the mystery near the village of ozark at the base of a ridge of mountains of that name runs a most beautiful stream or river which bears the name of the village and is one of the tributaries of the north fork of the gasconade its banks are high and covered with a thick but small growth of the scrub oak peculiar to that portion of missouri the bed of the river sparkles with brilliant white and yellow pebbles polished by the rush of waters for thousands of years a fine bridge spans the stream along the main road that runs through the only opening in the forest for miles around after crossing this bridge and ascending a sharp hill the village of ozark is reached this consists of about twenty ordinary-looking dwellings a courthouse and a rough building dignified by the name hotel beyond the village and higher up the mountain is a line of rolling hills which overlook the country for miles around on one of these and near the edge of a grove were to be seen a cluster of tents and from the number of horses picketed but a short distance away it would at once be supposed from a distance to be a cavalry camp with perhaps a section of artillery on a sloping point extending from the side of the bridge to the stream and reclining upon the turf were two persons the one a young man of marked appearance and the other a female of much beauty though her dress bespoke her a native of that portion of the country nettie when do you expect your sister to return it is difficult to answer charles but i trust very soon have you not heard from her recently no there is no way in which she can communicate with me the mails have been discontinued you are aware from rolia to springfield if you can visit the army i presume you can both dispatch and receive letters are you not very anxious to learn how she is treated among the federals i am most anxious still i have no fears i cannot feel as you do upon that subject i will not awaken useless fears in your breast but i have not so much confidence in their magnanimous natures charles you told me to-day for the first time that you loved me and asked me if i could not address you as dear charles you have been very kind to me and on one occasion you rescued me from the hands of a villain i feel grateful truly so but whatever my feelings may be i can never wed my country's enemy look yonder you see that white cottage once it was beautifully adorned with creeping vines and the lawn before it bloomed with flowers and shrubbery but dearer than all within its walls lived my father and my sister look at it now its beauty has departed it is a wreck father and sister have been driven from it 
while i have been detained here by force you profess to love me if you do so prove it we are now more than a mile from the rebel camp and you can escape with me to springfield i will assist you to escape indeed i will accompany you a portion of the way to springfield but i must return to my own people and fight with them to the last i do love you and i would become your husband gladly if i could be satisfied you loved me for myself alone but i cannot sacrifice one jot of honor or principle to win even you dear nettie and you will go with me now yes yes stay what is that do you not hear a low moaning sound i heard nothing well perhaps i am mistaken but i fancied i heard a sound no matter i will go with you now to springfield to what purpose young man the speaker was a powerful person and had emerged from the bridge just in time to hear the last sentence of charles campbell so sir he continued you would desert us and join the yankees and all for your foolish regard for this vixen colonel price if you were not an officer i would make you eat your words i have served you faithfully and you have no right to question my loyalty i do not intend to desert neither is this lady a vixen any more than you are a coward price started bit his lips and frowned fiercely at length he said why did you propose visiting springfield with this lady i intended to accompany her a portion of the way and then to return to my duty why does she wish to visit springfield because her father and sister are both in st louis and she wishes to rejoin them did not yonder cottage belong to her father it did he was one of the most bitter opposers in this section and you love his abolition daughter i love his daughter sir enough you will return to camp this moment i will take charge of this young lady when i rejoin you i shall put your loyalty and your courage to the test do you see yonder boat he pointed up the river a small boat was seen floating down the stream in which three men were sitting erect and the form of a fourth lying prostrate how do you propose testing my loyalty colonel price that boat contains a yankee officer he is to be hung up by the neck you shall perform the job is not that man wounded colonel price yes very badly so i am informed then i will not perform the base thing you propose price drew a revolver and pointing it to the head of campbell commanded him to start at once for camp he had scarcely done so when a powerful indian sprung from concealment and snatched the weapon from his hand at the same time he seized price as if he had been a child and hurled him into the water below without waiting to watch the result of this sudden immersion upon the chivalrous colonel he caught the maiden in his arms and bounded off in the direction of springfield as he started he beckoned to the young man and muttered come follow me save her 
price floundered about in the water for a moment and finally succeeded in reaching the shore just as the boat came up come quick join me in the pursuit yelled price the three men leaped upon the bank and at the command of price all discharged their pieces after the retreating indian but without effect pursuit was then ordered but price observing that campbell did not follow turned and asked are you not coming sir no was the prompt reply price felt for his revolver but finding it gone he only muttered curse you and then commenced the pursuit for over a mile it was kept up the pursuers gained upon the indian who was considerably obstructed in his flight by the weight of the female at last price exclaimed by the eternal there come the yankees sure enough just appearing in view upon an elevated point a little beyond was seen a squadron of cavalry and a section of flying artillery rapidly advancing to the hill give the signal for our guns to the bridge secure the prisoner in the boat these commands were given by price as he commenced a rapid retreat toward the bridge pausing on the hill just before reaching it he unfurled a small flag and made a signal in an instant all was astir in the rebel camp and artillery and cavalry soon came dashing down the hill where is the prisoner yelled price as he came to the bridge perhaps the young man you left here has taken him to camp but the boat is gone however there is no time to be lost now they are upon us quick colonel price started for the opposite end of the bridge followed by his three confederates the rebel troops were still some distance from that end of the bridge nearest their camp which it was evident they intended reaching if possible in order to sweep the narrow passage if the union forces attempted to cross the federals however were the first to gain that point but had a crossing been effected as soon as they reached the opposite side they would have been exposed to the most galling fire of the enemy as there was a large space of flat swampy ground in front and then a sharp bluff upon which the rebel artillery would in such a case be planted the commander of the federals observing this situation at a glance ordered a halt and brought his section of artillery into position one piece was placed so as to enfilade the bridge and the other upon a little rise of ground in a position where it could sweep their lines beyond the rebels observing this threw forward two guns amid a deadly fire from the unionists and succeeded in taking a position upon the opposite end of the bridge several rounds of grape were hurled back and forth but as the cover was good but little damage was done the cavalry attempted a crossing but the thick growth of oaks prevented a charge was about to be ordered across the bridge when an explosion took place and it was shattered to fragments taking advantage of this the rebels made a rapid flight as pursuit was useless the command was given to fall back to springfield the indian we have spoken of now approached the commander leading the trembling woman and said me save you save white squaw 
do you require my protection asked the commander nettie told her story in an artless manner of which the reader has gleaned all necessary particulars she was kindly provided for and soon reached springfield in perfect safety soon after the arrival a soldier came to the tent of the commanding officer presenting a bit of paper colonel i picked up this scrap near the bridge but did not look at it until this moment it may be of importance the colonel took the paper and read aloud a suspicion of my fidelity to the confederate cause has crossed the mind of my commanding officer lieutenant colonel a m price simply because i consented to assist miss nettie morton to reach springfield from which point she might be able to rejoin her friends who formerly resided in ozark but are now in st louis i was condemned in consequence to be the executioner of a wounded federal officer at this cowardly act my whole nature revolted chance has favored me and i have determined to save him in what matter i cannot hear right fearing this paper should fall into confederate hands and my plans be thus interrupted i cannot learn who he is i asked his name and i have some reason to believe that miss morton may throw some light upon the subject as the only words he spoke were net murdered sister he bore the rank of captain charles campbell the colonel turned toward miss morton who was seated in his tent and asked do you feel any especial interest in any union officer now with us miss morton hung her head and blushed do not fear to speak and frankly too miss morton perhaps the welfare of one you love perhaps his safety may depend upon your candid confession i-i have you ever met one of our officers but once and then i only passed the evening in his society he was kind but he has forgotten me it is enough you love him but the short time he was with you could scarcely have made an impression so deep that he would mutter your name in his delirium and yet the wounded man was near your residence and he exclaimed net your name is nettie is it not it is and what is the name of him you refer to captain harry hayward the officer was visibly affected nettie net nettleton murdered sister it is very strange harry hayward's body was not found but he was assassinated ah i begin to fathom the mystery he murmured all this in words not audible to the astonished miss morton and left the tent slowly as if oppressed with the weight of a momentous thought End of chapter 3